Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Way, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Way wherever you get your podcasts. Just say gno. We saw a gnome named Norm or Upworld or Gnome Cop. So you know what that means. Now it's time for How to Discovery. We're gonna have a good time celebrating failure, not just be a hater. Cause you know you wonder how to discovery. Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am Tall John Shear, and today we are talking about a gnome named Norm. Uh, you may have seen it uh, as I did, which was on Amazon as uh, its other title, Upworld. And you can also buy the DVD, like I mentioned earlier, uh, as the film is called Gnome Cop. This is a movie uh, that, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like uh, a bargain a bargain lots or a Costco version of Dark Crystal meets Lethal Weapon. Um, basically, a cop has to solve a diamond <laughs> Robbery. Uh, you got this. And, you got this. <laughs> and he he uh, stumbles across a gnome from the underworld. And the movie is hard to explain, but that's basically it. It's a buddy cop movie with a gnome. And here to break it all down uh, <laughs> are my two co-hosts. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzukis. Jason, how are you? Paul, I watched the movie A Gnome Named Gnorm. You know, I, that's how he identified. So I'm going to continue to call him Gnorm. Oh. Um, this was, this, this was like, this, I remember this as like a punchline VHS rental box. Like that if you were in the, in the video store with your friends, you would pull this off the shelf and be like, should we get this? As if that was the (laughs) most hilarious thing you could conceive of watching. So to have now finally watched it some 30 years later is was i will say <laughs> incredibly bizarre it, well you know i had the same experience i worked at blockbuster and one of the things that i loved doing at that place was uh you they would pay you overtime and overnight when you'd have to clean all the shelves and make sure that all the videos that were in the store were still in the store like it was like a like an, an inventory, inventory day. yeah and it was a super fun night because we put on music, we'd do whatever. And this What movie, music would you put on? Like if, oh, if you like just like the hits of the time? Or would just, they have you know, like you could put on the radio, we would play <laughs> R-rated movies. Whoa. You know, we were real cool. No, I mean it was like, in Blockbuster, was like, which is dangerous because they used to cut out nudity out of their videos. Blockbuster. Well, I was not there for that, but that is true. Um, but we could wear our own clothes. It was like basically <laughs> 
You was like, because you have to wear a uniform. When you I have get it. So oh, like, that, that freedom that is, night. when you're a kid, you have that freedom. You enjoy it. And your parents are like, it's okay. You can work until six in the morning because you are, you're doing, you're doing the, the, it's the essentially thing. it's like a blockbuster church lock-in. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was one of the highlights of my life. Um, but this one movie, of the highlights of no, your I life. I was joking. It was. It was at least the third. Um, the um, the this movie lived in that same place for me. It was a joke. It was a constant joke, and it came out while I worked at Blockbuster. So it was on the shelf in the new releases, but we only had like one copy of it. So it'd be like. 40 copies of The Color of Night. And then like, no name, Norm. You know, just like right in the corner. Uh, so I had that same thing. Never saw it. Never even like rented it as a goof. And I could rent it as a goof because it didn't cost me to even rent a movie. But oh, I didn't even okay. rent it. And like, so like, like you're, look at you. Like that brag. That's like, well, that's like a Paul Shear flex oh. right there. Like he could have rented it without even paying for it. I honestly, Paul, it. I do think. Wait yeah, in I for your intro, June. Your you job, don't exist. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. I do think that you're, that was the best job you ever had in like, many ways. Ra- you are yeah. rhapsodizing about it. You are remembering it so fondly. You just, these are the, these are the flexes you just ma- made that you yeah. could wear your own clothes, watch R rated movies. Mm-hmm. Your parents would let you stay there until six o'clock in the morning yeah. and you could rent anything for free. Like, have you ever yeah. had a better life? No, it was amazing. And I didn't even tell you all the cool other scams we ran, which was like, we would be making uh, VHS to VHS copies of these movies and then stealing the cover boxes out of the back. And then I would basically create a, a, my own blockbuster video so, in my room. No. Wait, just, in so your, my, you had display cases in your room? Yes. Uh, no, not for people to rent. For, for Wait, me to like, be Paul, like, look at my movie Paul, collection. if I walked into your room at this yeah. era, would it look like I was walking into a blockbuster pop-up? You know what? Is in this many why ways, you love like those kind of like pop up like Star Wars Cantina pop up Peach I Pit pop up stuff? Yeah, is that because I'm... you were already doing this? Wait, can I ask you this? When you had the blockbuster in your room, the Paul's yeah. blockbuster, yeah. would you rent movies? No, but I would rent them to my parents. <laughs> Like, so uh, my mom- Did would they have like, a membership? Wanna... Did you make well, them a membership card? Well, no. What I would do is I would invite my parents down and they could watch or they could pick whatever they wanted. And I had like, you know, I had a pretty good selection of what stuff. Was, yeah. What was your, like, did you run the gamut? Oh, yeah. Because I was basically every new release I would have on the wall and then I'd have some classics too. So, you know, because the cover boxes were only available to me for the new releases. So that's what my Can wall I looked ask, like. Can how yeah. were you- how how were you like bootlegging these movies? Were there two VCRs at Blockbuster? I bought. Or? I saved my money and I bought a two uh, VHS cassette machine. So you put one in in one deck and the other mm-hmm. in the other. I mean, look, this is my whole history is all weird shit like this. Like when I bought my first TiVo, I sent it to a guy in Denver to put like a big hard drive in so I could have more room on my TiVo. I mean, I, you know, what's I'm, TiVo? That that I understand. D- TiVo was the wait, what's TiVo? Wow, that's that. What's that, TiVo? TiVo? TiVo was the brand name of what we all now recognize as DVR technology, the ability yeah. to record on your cable box 
TiVo was a company that provided that service, but on a proprietary level. So in order to be able to uh, record your TV, your cable, anything off of TV, oh, you I'm had to vaguely have vaguely remember. Yes, this. you had yes, to. It, yes, it, yes. it existed only for a period of time before all the cable companies. I remember. It. So it's not like a, it's not like um, a product that arrives. It's it like is built into your. Oh, it no, is. It, it then became built in. The reason it doesn't exist anymore is because cable it's companies like on were demand. Cable companies were basically no. no, it's not on demand. It's, like it's basically drive. being able to record any. You know how you if you're on if you're on your cable, you can like record a series. Ah, like TiVo it. Yes, of course. I'm remembering this now. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Whoa, what? You, didn't know you just said <laughs> TiVo it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Isn't that what, what we just used to happened? say? Like, are you going <gasps> to. Yes, yes that, that is what we used to say. But, like, but we're, we're the people explaining TiVo. TiVo. You said, <laughs> what is TiVo? What and then about. you just said, oh, right, TiVo it. Of course, that's what we used to say. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> I was thinking of it because we were. <laughs> I w- I've never thought of TiVo as uh, its own device. I thought okay. TiVo was somehow like mysteriously wired into the TV. So at the beginning, I, I never saw like a TiVo arriving. So that's why when that. Paul said when so, I was getting my yeah. TiVo, I was like, "What's a oh, TiVo?" So I got so at like the beginning the box. Yeah, at the beginning, TiVo was not a service. And it wasn't built into your cable box. It was its own, like a VCR or like a DVD player. It was its own box. But then cable companies were like, oh, we can do this same service and we can cut TiVo, the company, out, which they did. Yeah. So basically they would come with a very small hard drive. So then I sent it to this guy in Denver who installed a very big, actually two hard drives so I could have like the full season of Buffy the Vampire. By the way, at that point, two hard drives was probably like... 180 gigs. Oh, it, you probably yeah, it was nothing. Still had very little space and very expensive. Like I had to record everything in like. Well, you know, I mean, volume. I know we've talked about this before, but when I first, when Paul and I first started dating, I went to his apartment in New York and saw um, his collection of laser discs. Oh, uh, yes. And Wait, I no, was DVDs like, at that point because wow. I didn't have a laser disc. I didn't Babe, have a laser disc. You, I promise Babe, you. I did not have Didn't a laser you? I remember you having laser discs. You had laser discs. I remember seeing them and being like, whoa, that's a lot of laser discs. Didn't you have a laser disc collection, Paul? Yes. I had, I always had DVDs. When I moved into New York, I had DVDs. I didn't have a laser. I mean, I did have, as as a kid in high school, I had a laser disc collection. And they came with you. And I remember, (laughs) I remember my eyeballs seeing a ton of laser discs. A ton. Well, I yes. mean, why would I have a laser disc if I have a DVD player? I mean, by the time you and I were dating, June, it was 2005. I remember going to your apartment and seeing like a ton of of wax cylinders. Do you were, you were like, <laughs> do you want to listen? Do you want to listen to some John Philip Sousa marches? And you played them on a wax cylinder, which was well, really but that's, weird. The sound quality is better on the wax cylinder. I mean, that, a lot of people like vinyl. I do like wax cylinder. Um I, I, I'm believing, June, that you are misremembering it because we started dating in 2005 and DVDs oh. have been out for a long time. I'm not time. saying they hadn't been out. I'm saying, though, you did have your laser discs with you. Perhaps also with DVDs yes. mixed in. All right. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to fight this, but I'm, I don't remember <laughs> it. I don't remember it. I thought I gave up my, my laser disc player many years ago. But speaking of which, I don't remember seeing a player. All I'm saying is I oh, saw okay. a bunch of laser discs. Huh. 
Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to take this at face value, and I'm going to introduce my other co-host, Miss June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm okay. How are you, Paul? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember. I really remember. I remember Holy the cow. sad moment when I actually sold the majority of my laser discs. Uh, huge mistake. Very, huge yeah, mistake. Huge mistake. I did keep one, uh, which I recently sold on eBay. Uh, which oh, was what was Star- it? It was the Star Wars Definitive collection which was the unchanged yeah. uh star wars films and that's, i was like I, i'm su- i'm surprised you sold that that's a very rare to have those cut those cuts are almost impossible to find the original well, I got theatrical cut i got them i got them now in well, a very is there high any risk. difference what is the difference between a laser disc and a dvd are dvds the same thing just smaller yes and you wouldn't have to flip them in the beginning dvds you had to flip uh, and then the technology of DVD has got so good that you could like, I remember I had Goodfellas on DVD and midway through Goodfellas, I'd have to turn it Wait, laser disc, you mean? Laser disc? No, no. DVD. Oh, DVD. I'm sorry. I'm flipping sorry. flipping a DVD. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Long DVDs you used to have to flip. And that was uh, very early on. Very and early the, on. The, the, what's attractive to people about laser discs is there are, there are certain things that were released on laser disc in a very high quality. That were released that have never been released on DVD or By the like, way, like um like the what we're talking about the Star Wars like those original cuts of Star Wars very hard to find or the Godfather the cut of the Godfather that's now available as the Godfather Chronicles I think right which yeah. is the chronological re-edit of the two first two Godfather movies for many years was only available as a laser disc version. Well, right? now that you're saying this, you're actually bringing up a very strong memory for me, which is. My Blockbuster video was next to a Laserdisc <laughs> store, a rental. Whoa. And, Whoa. And yes. Whoa. And, wait a second. I've were never even heard of that. Were people? Well, was it yeah, competitive? We were, no, we were friendly because I was a. I would always spend my breaks in the Laserdisc store. Did you, you live know. in some in sort of Blockbuster clerks? costume? <laughs> like a costume. Costume is the best so far. Uh, was it like clerks? You would just leave Blockbuster in your costume, go next yeah. door? I mean, essentially, wow. yeah, and we would hang out because the uh, the manager Charlie at uh, Blockbuster he also had a laser disc player, and he was always trying to uh, like borrow my laser discs because he you know wanted to like you know see what his collection was, and uh, we would go over there together and kind of look at the new releases. And what I'm remembering is behind the counter they had a laser disc of a gnome named Gnorm. Oh, yes, a laser they, disc? They made a laser disc of this movie? Yes, because, what is Well, they happening? made a laser disc of everything. That's that's mind I remember because that was a good inside joke that they also had it up. Like, they had it next to, like, The Godfather. It was like, they had, like, three, like, display oh laser discs, and it was the joke laser disc that they had up there. You know, because the laser disc people, we have a good sense of humor. <laughs> and, and, and I'm older, too, so even my exposure to all this stuff... Uh, was happening at the same time, uh, but I never in my life saw a laser disc rental store. Like we just never. did not have that. You know, we didn't have that. It no, was, I mean, look, you know, this was this is a very rare one. I mean, look, my whole laser disc story is a bizarre one because wait, this we haven't heard it all. <laughs> Wait, oh, I mean, there's, I have there's more, more story. Wait, you just said my whole laser disc story as if we haven't we haven't just completed it. There's there's an actual story. This is the oh. forward to your actual story. This is the midpoint. I have a beginning and an end to it. People, let's talk about this movie. Really, I mean, look, we've not even we've really only said the title 
unknown name Norm, and I'm more than happy to continue this conversation. I mean, I don't no, know I'm, what to say. You know? I'm having and a that's great the time. Thing I don't, I don't know what to say. The crazy thing about this movie is that every human is more involved and invested in like this crime that took place on the playground, and more shocked and motivated by it than they are about the fact that there is a small. Yeah. gnome who mm-hmm. talks yeah in their presence <laughs> and is like quick and has like abilities and is like dressed in like it looks like Paul you said at the beginning it looks like someone dropped a gelfling into yeah. the real world from it, Dark Crystal it's such a bizarre film and the character was created by Stan Winston who is a genius of special effects makeup and creature building and this is like his big coming out party a gnome named Norm because the the character design is really really good like when you look at the team of people that puppeteered it it's like 12 there's more people who puppeteered norm than are literally in the film like i think june and i counted it was like six people are in the film and there's like 12 people operating norm gnome what Um, year is this all right well this is what i was going to tell you so because for the time and i know a lot of you guys are going to watch this and be like oh my god this looks so shitty or this is crazy blah 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 for the time this was like Incredible. And, and I have to say, I was so scared to see Norm the Gnome when, when they were doing the big reveal. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing going to look like? And then it was it was pretty surprising to see how um, how interesting he was as a creature. I mean, Stan Winston built the Congo gorillas. like So he can build like on that level, like realistic yeah. gorillas. And he can build like Terminator, literally like Terminator style stuff. And this is the kind of in the middle. <laughs> this way, and I will say, you know, like... With the exception of moments where Norm is, like, being thrown or where his weightlessness is obvious, I got very comfortable with him just in scenes. I got very comfortable with... And I will credit... I'm going to say this. A huge credit to me goes to Anthony Michael Hall. We've done a lot of movies where an actor is acting against nothing, yeah. whether it's green screen or whether it's puppets or what, whatever. We've done a lot of these movies, whether they're acting against an animal or whatever, right? Anthony Michael Hall makes this work better than anybody else has. I felt like he was doing he incredible work. He's doing the Lord's work. Listen, but... I look because he's like Lord hopeless. Work. He's ninety percent of his role is with a puppet. Yes, you know, look, and and you could tell that that puppet's not always working with him either. Like he's the scene <laughs> yeah. is cut in half. I will say this, and I don't want to derail us. Did I meet Anthony Michael Hall at Planet Hollywood? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh um, Planet Wait, Hollywood was that a is job? a very natural evolution from Blockbuster. Did yes. you work well, there? No, what I oh. did was I, oh. I, I, whenever we went to the city, I made my dad take me to Planet Hollywood, the original sure. Planet Hollywood. I remember being so excited about it. And the first time we went there. Oh, wait, was, I went to that Planet Hollywood. Wait, was yeah. it? Right I, by wait, no, no, Hard Rock Cafe. I went Cafe. to the Hard Rock Cafe. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. But they were, they were right across. Both. Yeah, they yeah. were across the street from each other. They had Axel Foley's jacket in there. I was, I was like, oh, if I could sit under Axel Foley's jacket, that would be so cool. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so anyway, my dad and I were eating at Planet Hollywood. And the idea of it was like, this is where the Hollywood celebrities like, eat. And that's not true at all. It just, it, it's like, you know, a place. But we happened to be eating there like on an afternoon, on a Saturday afternoon. I look across, there's Anthony Michael Hall just having a burger. 
And I was like, this is this is where this is where this it all is happens. Where it's at. This wow. is Planet Hollywood. I have an he autograph. He might have been placemat. reading the script for this very movie oh, right there. Y- you asked what year it was. So this movie uh was released in 1988. Okay? okay. And then it came oh sorry, it was filmed in 1988. It was came out in 1990. It was pulled from circulation held for two years, and then re-released in 1992. Oh, so uh, this has been a movie that was on the shelf, and, and rightfully so, for a long time. Uh, but it, like I said, Stan Winston, who did all the creature design for, you know, uh, Pumpkinhead, uh, or actually he directed Pumpkinhead, but he did all the creature design for, like, Terminator, Aliens, Predator, Jurassic Park, Congo, Lake Placid, Galaxy Quest, Big Fish, Constantine, Iron Man, Avatar, like... He's been in it. So this is his chance to kind of direct. And this is the story that he wanted to tell. But uh, (laughs) I I will say this. uh, Surprised that there weren't more creatures. But I want to dig into Anthony Michael Hall. Great guy doing a great job. But what was this character supposed to be? I mean, when we first meet him, we like... What is that? Are you? Is he Ace Ventura? Or is he like a cool cop? A lot of people are giving me flack about entrusting this case to the jerk-off kid who hasn't made detective yet. The jerk-off kid? I don't want to see any stunts out there tonight, Gallagher. This is a police force, you understand? We rely on teamwork here. Look, Stan, I don't want you to worry about things, okay? Because it's all going to go fine. And then after work tonight, I'll go out with the guys... And eat donuts, holy mackerel! See, that's exactly the kind of attitude I'm talking about. He, I feel like he's trying to be like. I feel like they've put him in the position of like a Riggs from Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, kind of like, hmm. but with a more, um, with a less suicidal bent and more of like a goofball vent. But it's a kid's movie, and like he's a, he's not even a detective. He's like, I'm gonna put, you know, he just said like, I'm gonna put this rookie. Like yeah. and he's wearing yeah. like an LAPD hat as over if, like, a suit uh, and yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's not a cop. Like there is <laughs> nothing about him that um, reads officer of the law. No, he seems like if you were to ask, I feel like he is part of like a program that lets college students work inside of a police office. Yeah, he's yeah, interning like he's at the shadow. police department. Yeah. You know, like he's not he he seems too young to be like if he was on the police force, he would be a uniformed officer. You know what I mean? Like he would yes. be at the very bottom of the rung. You know, he would have just started in other but words. But yet he is the lead investigator and there's a lot of things there's sometimes movies that we do in the show that I watch and I literally am like, I am trying so hard to make sense of what's happening that I, I feel stupid sometimes because I'm like, why am I, why does it not make sense? Like, so he is not a detective, but yet he's leading the bust of a diamond thief ring and these these villains in this movie. I mean, was that guy had a did that guy have a fake chin, by the way? Like, what was going okay, on? Yeah. I have something to say that is absolutely wild. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the guy with the fake chin, right? Yeah. So the the main bad guy's name is Zadar, right? Okay. Okay. That big chinned man's last name, Zadar. Wait, what? Say that again, Jason. Wait, what? Okay, this is wild. <laughs> okay. So the main bad guy <laughs> is named Zadar. Zadar. Okay? That's, That's the villain of the movie. First name? And I can't remember the uh, who plays that character, right? Um, yeah. But that guy, the big chinned man, his real name 
is Z apostrophe D-A-R. His real name is Zadar. So I oh. think they wrote the Zadar role for him. For Zadar. But he didn't get it. And so they gave they gave him this lesser, like like goon character that he has uh in that one scene. Oh, wait, okay. That must okay. have been tough well, see, the I think process. There's a lot okay, there's a lot of Maybe I'm a, wrong, but that I was shocked by that when I looked it up online. Okay. Um Molly just sent this to me. Not a fake chin. Not a fake chin. No, I didn't think so I either. I didn't think although, so either. He had okay. his whole look was going wild. You know? Okay, he got was it. Fascinating. Okay. So yeah, he is a basically an actor who works in low budget here's, movies. Here's what yes. I'm here's and this is me kind of trying to make sense of the movie. Yeah, uh, and helping it a little. I think that the reason Anthony Michael Hall is in way over his head and is doing right. work that he shouldn't be doing is because Jerry Orbach is the bad guy and he's putting someone on the case who he thinks will fail. Okay, but okay, so but the case is because we got to just take the norm the gnome out sure. of the story for yes, a second. Yes, if it was the, not a gnome story, if it was just the police procedural, right? Yes, so there's a Jerry Orbach, spoiler alert, is the bad guy. We have to put that on the table to understand the Nobody prop. puts gnome in a corner. <laughs> he, says by the way, it, he says that line in the movie. Oh, he there's does. so many. By the way, no, no, the gnome, the norm, oh uh, he, he sometimes speaks really good English and sometimes has like a, a very like weird understanding of what words are. And then at the end is just really like talking. His, yeah. He's got slang. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. So yeah, his Jerry really, Orbach's his relationship to language comes and goes. Yes. It, it, uh, it's not. Yes. It's, it's completely inconsistent. Okay. So now, all right. So backing it all up, I'm going to say this. Uh, so what we believe, what we believe is happening is this. Um, there is a, there are th- criminals out there that are buying illegal diamonds like okay. all right, that's okay so that's so anthony michael hall is somehow the conduit like he is doing like the black Klansman version of it he set himself up as this this guy in the middle like this broker this yeah. broker all right and so at that at that transfer uh, who put the bomb in the suitcase like this is what i'm trying to figure out like what was so the transfer was just supposed to happen and kill Anthony Michael Hall or like, no, who's the, okay. no, I think, I think he's, I think he was setting Anthony Michael Hall up. So he knocks Anthony Michael Hall out, Got right? It. The guy, the guy come, the, 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 the mobster guy who's taken the case, right? Right. Yeah. Um, go, uh, uh, goes away. He takes Jerry Orbach takes the case of money, hides it under the spinny. Yeah. The, did uh, he hide it like, or did he just he hid it there? I think he hid it there so he could come back and get it at a safe time because he it. knew police would be around at this point and they wouldn't. Okay, investigate I thought the scene. a lot of time had gone by by then, but okay. Um, I think he hides it there. The guy, the mobster, blows up um, because who put the bomb in that suitcase? Jerry Orbach. Okay, so Jerry Orbach. All right, so got it. Okay, right, because Jerry Orbach is the cloaked, the dark figure whose eyes you can't see. Right. Yes, I believe that is the truth. This is what I think is happening. But uh, you're right. What's interesting is I didn't interrogate this whole part of it very much at all. I was like, okay, because to me, when 
a gnome named Norm shows up, I was like, all right, now we've got a movie. Now, well, yeah, it's, now once the Lumen shows up, I'm like, now I get it. It's like the movie starts <laughs> in the third act of an hour-long procedural. Like, we just yes. jump in, and it's like, we're not going to tell you, we're not telling you anything. You should be along on this ride. And so I feel like there were a lot of questions. I was like, what's going on? Why are they not? Okay, like, there's relationships. It starts that like seem Lethal fully... Weapon 2. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mid case, and and you're like at the at the end, at the end of a case, and I'm like, are they attracted to each other? Because Claudia, uh, what's her name? Claudia, not Christensen. Is it? Yeah, it is it's Claudia Christensen. Like she and Anthony Michael Hall maybe have a something. I don't know, but we're just thrust in, and then the gnome kind of pops up, and the gnome is involved here incredibly randomly. I mean, it's it, it it's the gnome just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? Because the the gnome totally just is going to the above world to I, impress I a girl? No, wait a second. <sighs> this is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I don't understand the gnome what was is going connected on. Connected to the diamond, though. No, so the, uh, the gnome no. is just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The gnome is connected to his diamond-like device, which is the lumen, right? Yeah. Which is the so. There's two leather bags. There's two little leather bags in this movie. One is full of diamonds, right. and one is has the lumen in it. So Gnome, named Norm, has tunneled up to the surface world, upworld, as he calls it, so that when the sun comes up, he can put the lumen in the sun and charge it so he can bring light to the world he lives in and impress a girl. When he comes up, though... Rena. Exactly. Rena, who we, we never meet until the sequel. Um, yeah, by the way, that was a bold uh, move to introduce that this person is doing this all to impress a girl, but we only hear it in this very bloated exposition scene. <laughs> yeah. Newman, make our world bright. Our food grow. Is it like the sun? Newman, see upworld sun grow bright again. Each ten of your years. You bring the lumen to the sun. You expose it to the sun and it recharges itself? Yes. Now is time. If Lumen die, my people die. Your people, your world, you mentioned this before. Now, what are you talking about here? What are you? Gnome. A gnome. And can you grant wishes, gnome? No, can you? Wise ass, huh? All right, so you're a gnome. What's your name, gnome? Gnome. Gnome. Right, I'm going to stake out with a gnome named Norm. Yep. Out. First of all, if you were a gnome, you would know that the G in gnome is silent. It's gnome, okay? No, it's cannot. Don't push it with me. Gnome warrior. Yeah, you're a warrior. Just remember who's calling the shots here, okay, pal? Yeah, it, like, this scene is insane. Like, he basically is like, <laughs> like, it's another added element that we don't need in this movie. We already have a gnome <laughs> in the real world, and it's like, oh, and he's got his whole a plot going on. We have a murder mystery. Like, there's too much story for this movie. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great 
and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at captaincrunch.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. So Norm witnesses the explosion and the so and so forth. And so uh, he is just a witness to. So his but then Anthony Michael Hall and eventually the bad guys end up stealing the lumen. So they're in it together because they got to get Norm's lumen back. And Anthony Michael Hall has to solve the case and clear his name. Boy, oh, boy. But Anthony. okay, so. But even though I mean, it, it's not it, it's structurally it is flawed, but I, I maybe it's just Anthony Michael Hall made me I was like and and I will say this Jerry Orbach is so good. Like there him. is he has no business lending his gravitas to this movie, but by doing so, he does such a service to the movie because he's in like if this was in a movie that didn't have a gnome in it, he would be crushing, you know, as the he's as the police so baddie. It was so comforting to see him and I miss him so much. Um oh. he he and elevates I was remembering his- he elevates the shit out of anything he does, but I was remembering his performance in Crimes and Misdemeanors. Incredible. Amazing. Oh my God. Incredible. That performance is terrifying. Yeah. Is so real. It's, he's really just, he's just incredible. And then you can take him to Dirty Dancing. Right? Yeah, you can take um, him anywhere with uh, with the, with the Queen Kelly Bishop, Emily Gilmore. Uh, you can take him to um, Law, Law and Order, Order f- yeah. for a thousand years, and and he's and a gnome named Norm. He's and a he's, gnome he named crushes, Norm. He crushes no matter what he's doing. But here's it's the thing: what I, what, I will say that this again. Un- so this is where Stan Winston. I'm going to give him some props. This movie is not good, but he got great actors who actually acted the shit out of these characters. Maybe like there is something to be said for that, because this scene that I'm going to play for you right now, where Jerry Orbach is roughing up Norm, is like, this is amazing. You're the little guy who was in the park, huh? Huh? Oh. Oh. Are you a freak? 
What did you see, huh? What's all this junk? Is this some kind of voodoo crap? You know, I don't believe in killing people. That guy in the park, he was just scum. I had to get a medal for blowing him up. Now you, I don't know what kind of freak you are, but I can't take any chances. So we'll just call this self-defense. When he roughs him up in that scene, like it, it feels to me like he's not acting with a puppet. He slaps that puppet across the face hard. Well, that's the thing. And this movie is actually quite violent. Yeah. Yes. Tonally, in I don't know what to make of it. where I'm like, ugh, like the meat cleaver of it all and that Holy whole cow. sequence. Like the vat of meat that the guy disgusting. falls into. Because you said, Paul, this is a children's movie. I don't know about that. It's PG, but this is like, this is to me, I love working with like special effects people. I think they're the most interesting people uh, because they, they're they just like big giant kids that get to build awesome stuff. But I also feel like this movie is indicative of what a special per, special effects person is like. It's like partly in the world of like imagination and kids and also in the world of like, and then the fucking guts will come out and they will <laughs> rip it out of their dick and balls. And like, okay, whoa. Like it just like, it's like a little bit too graphic. Too, okay, like to that, to that point. <laughs> When Norm spit on his hand in order to do the spit handshake, I dry heaved twice. (laughs) I literally, I had a, this, I dry heaved twice at the sound of it. I actually don't feel well. It is, I will dry heave again if I think about it. He took too long to get the spit in his mouth because it's like he goes back and it's like, oh, Oh, yeah. I did not like that. I really, that was too much for me. It was, it was wet mouth sounds times a thousand. It was so gross. The, um, but there is a moment, there is a moment in that car scene where the two of them are sitting next to each other and the gnome is dressed, the gnome is dressed like a bicyclist and Anthony yes. Michael Hall is in a leather jacket that's too big for him. I'm like, are they both playing dress up at this point? Because like they both, they also, both are out of their what's element. what's up with no- and later, Norm is well, this movie makes this this thing where the, Norm is a gnome, right? He's yes. covered. It looks like he looks like a gelfling. He looks like an elf. He he's small, covered in hair. Like he's not he's not a. You would not look at him and think this is a small human being. You Never. just wouldn't. No. But Never. they think he by like putting Dobie. a bicycle outfit out, who <laughs> looks like what? Dobie. Who's that? Dobie the house elf. From Harry Potter. Oh, oh Dobby. 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 Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. 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 Yeah. Sorry. sorry. No, no, no. My fault. Yeah. I thought for a second, I thought you were saying Gooby. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but hey, it, you're right. House Elf is a good comp. Yeah. You know, a gnome named Norm could be Creature or Dobby. You're well, right. I'm um, actually not. I What this movie did leave me thinking was I'm not, I don't know the difference really between an elf and a gnome. I I agree because when I think of a gnome, to be honest, I think of your quintessential garden gnome. Yeah, sure. Like a Beard. more more of a bearded kind of um, cherubic, almost kind of looking uh, being. Never mind. Well, gnome like, is a synonym for elf. I mean, that is true. We know oh, that because I okay. think of elves okay, as then. much more like mischievous. And I think of gnomes as much more just sort of like guarding the garden. 
Interesting. All right, so a gnome is an ageless and often deformed dwarf or folklore who lives in the earth and usually guards treasure. Um, that's what a gnome is, according to uh, Merriam-Webster. And an elf is a supernatural creature of folktales, typically represented by a small, elusive figure in human form with pointed ears, magical powers, and a capricious nature. Now, I would say, based on those two definitions, N- Norm is an elf. Yeah. Well, he's certainly quick like an elf. But he lives underwater. He, I mean, he lives underground, rather, like those those descriptors in the in the gnome thing. They do seem, there is some overlap, for sure. Yeah. I just um, feel like there is something about, like, he does, his magical power is to make people go to sleep. Which, it, but doesn't seem like he's doing it. It just seems like the power of suggestion. He just starts, right. it, he it starts is, yawning and acting sleepy and people are like, oh yeah. Like, you know how like a yawn is contagious? Yeah. You know, it seems like that's what he's doing. It's so bizarre. I mean, this, this is what I'm saying. Like this movie is bizarre. It's like, it's like, it's supposed to be a buddy cop movie. Look, we've done these before. We did Theodore Rex, which is Whoopi Goldberg teaming up with uh, a dinosaur. We've seen uh, Chuck Norris team up with a dog. That's a movie I've seen? We, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, we did it on the remember. show. I, I don't we remember. definitely did Top Dog, and our, our recording is uh, is kind of messed up from that one. But that was when Chuck Norris and a dog like teamed up and took down Nazis. Like we we yeah. see that. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember. I remember that one. That was like, that was one that we did at the Hard Rock Cafe in San Diego. Wait, we what? did a show at the Hard Rock Cafe in, in San, Diego. San Diego. We all drove together. Remember, we all oh, drove wait, together. Oh wait, was it Comic Con? No, together. it was not Comic Con. We all drove to San Diego and we did it in one day. We all left in the afternoon and we all came back that night and we were all like, "That was kind of not what? the smart move." Yeah, we all went. You're to San blowing Diego. my mind. Oh, sorry. House, House of, of Blues. Blues. Okay. House, House of, of Blues, Blues is very different from the Hard Rock Cafe. Sorry. Okay. But I'm gonna be honest. It doesn't. It doesn't jog my memory any though. Like that is. <laughs> I do remember this now. I do remember this. Yeah. Jason, remember we wow. all drove together in my Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. Oh, maybe I remember that. Okay. Yeah, we all TiVoed it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were you hadn't finished it and you were watching it on the way there. Oh and like right. Okay. And, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that adds up. That, uh, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> but this but um but we've seen team up movies before, but here it seems like we never really re- we never really resolve the other per- like we never see him charge those crystals. Do we? Does he charge it or no? At the end, he just kind of everyone accepts him. They do all these tests. Yeah, no. On his Anthony body. Michael Hall charges the crystal. Oh, he right, climbs yeah. up in a tree and he does it. Sorry, but we never see the girl. By the way, oh, we, we never even- see. We never follow Norm. To his home world, yeah. you know, which I feel like just by establishing that there is one with many other people, including a woman uh, gnome that he's trying to impress, I feel like it really robbed me of a true experience by not following Norm into the ground and getting to peek. At, unless there's a post credit scene that I didn't stick I around mean, we to watch. Needed, we needed to see a, a gnome kiss because I, I didn't feel like I, w- I didn't want to see Anthony Michael Hall uh, and if, Claudia. Listen, if that's how they spit on their hands, I don't want to see them. Listen, I did, I'll tell you what I didn't want to see was a gnome human kiss. You oh, think, that was crazy. I did not like that. Not that was like when Baby Spice kissed the alien. 
uh, in Spice World. And I was like, why is she just making out with an alien that just landed on Earth? Disgusting. What is she doing? Well, she's showing... Um, showing I, it doesn't matter courtesy. to me that she has really <laughs> nice puka and popos. You know, I still think you can't go around just smooching everybody. Wait, wait a second. You know what? Why was Gnome the Norm into that girl at the beaches puka and popos? Uh, like He he was like, big popos? <laughs> uh, when, when I was like, wow, so... He knows enough about Earth culture to be like, I like breasts. Like, again, well, I think gnomes have. I think gnomes have those things too, because oh. but their words for them are puka and popo. By the way, when they took off that gnome's pants and you saw his ass and they were like what measuring him, was that? I didn't see that. What Thank that God was God like when we saw duck tits in um, Howard, the, Howard duck. the Duck. You see a f- June. You didn't see this. Oh, I didn't see this. June. Oh, we somebody is. find a. I have. I have the picture right here. I have because the this is when they strip search Gnome the Norm. We'll it, by the way, up. something horrible happens to Gnome the Norm. He is arrested. He is strip searched. They put on a rubber glove as if they're going to give him a body cavity search. Yeah. And we get this picture from the point it. of view of when um, Sam, the woman who is um, Anthony. Michael Hall's partner, when she enters the room, she gets a full eyeful of Gnome the Norm's junk. Oh, I mean, they're just blocking it like Austin Power style. Like his his dick is like covered by like a measuring device in the front. June, I just sent you the picture so you can look at it. Where? Oh, it's in the Did chat. Did you send it in my email or? No, I okay. put it in the chat. It's in the chat for this thing. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, we will put this up so everyone can see it. Uh, It is so great. Um, And I want want to also talk about some other images in this movie. Avril, uh, who (gasps) found this movie. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, God. Look how much bigger his forearms are than his buttocks. Yeah. I mean, his forearms are big. His forearms are huge, like he's a heavy metal drummer. June, open Wait, up the new one I that I just seeing? sent. I gotta, I have to circle something here, and I'm going to send it back. Or I may, well, you can I just may share s- screen. Um, I don't know if I want you seeing my screen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got to circle something. Um, what is this? What do you mean, what is that? His butt crack. Butt crack. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, is there, a, are, is there balls in, on the other There's side? There's something are you saying? here. Okay, oh, hold on. Boy. I need to. Now you need, on. To, I need to. I need to look at this on my own, on my own computer to get it. Let me a see. Good zoom. It's right there. Oh, June, you're right. That there are balls. There are balls. Oh my God. We there's... have balls. Yeah, we <laughs> have balls. balls. I didn't see that. There are balls. So they. So Stan Winston Studios for sure built a dick on this thing, right? Holy shit! Like they just shit. must. Have. Yes, and you you know they probably shot it. Oh my God. Right. Well, because there's a front, there's a front picture as well of him naked, but there is something just conveniently in the way of his dick. But, wow. Um, By the way, this do most police officers oh. have like a, a have a full laboratory like this? Like, uh, this is like really a forensic lab. This is a humiliating experience. Like, this guy was this this was oh. this character was it, abused. I'll tell you what, Norm has a case. <laughs> Norm has a case against this police department for what they've done to him. This is humiliating. Ooh, God. And and by the way, uh, this is upsetting. Looking at it in a freeze frame, like his head, it doesn't look right. It did, like not. I don't want to see any of these. I don't want to see any of my puppets naked ever. Um, no. I mean, the length of no- Norm's arms 
Norm's arms go to his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're big. His arms are the length of Ugh, 80, are 80% that. the length of his body. If right? you think of it like this, like his elbows are his ass. Like if he's holding his hands, his elbows are at his ass and his hands are at his, yeah, his ankles. Yeah, Just above his ankles. Like literally just above his ankles. The guy, the doctor in this picture is looking right at his dick. <laughs> the doctor in this picture is like, Fuck, I'm glad I got this job, but what am I... Do- what is this? You know they shot a scene with the dick out. They had to. They had to. Uh, oh, my God. It, this, is is. this is fucking so bananas. But now, June, did you feel connection to Gnome because he also was dressed as your favorite childhood toy? That's the second picture I sent there. Gnome dressed, uh, Gnome's outfit. I wanted to see, like, June as a doll that she uh, that she has, uh, that she's given our children, and isn't that the outfit that your your little uh, American Girl doll is? Yes, and in? I was excited to see it featured in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the yellow hat, the ye- the little raincoat. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I uh, unfortunately my Molly doll, which I I spent an entire year lobbying for, and then got one Christmas. Um, I passed down very ceremoniously to our children, and it now does look more like this gnome dressed as <laughs> as the doll because it's been so beaten up. But um, you know, it's it, it, it. We've said it before, but there's no disguise possible for this gnome. No, no and at at a certain point, the gnome is in what looks to me to be like baby clothes. And Anthony Michael Hall is carrying him around like a baby. He's got like a bonnet on, like a white bonnet and a white frilly like top, which was, that was the outfit that to me was the most unsettling. Yeah, he really, he really jumps around. I mean, what I like about him is he's so free with his, like he hasn't put any of these, like uh, how he should dress. He's not trying to, he's just like, whatever you put me in, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with my own body and, you know, I'm not going to genderize clothes. I like that about him. Yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, like to dress him like a baby is not great. I I miss that scene. I miss the scene where Anthony Michael Hall has access to baby bike shorts and all this. Like, where did they- And a stroller. I mean, what is going on? This movie is so bizarre. And I do think that that kiss at the end between Anthony Michael Hall and Claudia oh. Christensen is tacked on in a weird way because it's like they were like, it seems like she's repulsed by him. No, Norm says make her toes curl. Ew. Disgusting. He's already Norm. Norm just kissed her for like five full seconds. Right. Ugh. Yes. I don't know. Disgusting. Man. I, I didn't like it. Disgusting. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the news? Well, you are not 
alone. Listen to Love It or Leave It, hosted by former Obama speechwriter and comedian John Lovett. As a former White House staffer, he is no stranger to political chaos. But don't worry, that doesn't mean he's keeping a cool head in today's chaos-filled news cycle. Far from it. It is the only show where you hear Golden Globe winner Greta Lee give award-worthy readings of listener mail and Kathy Griffin go off on all things MAGA. Hold tight to your sanity and listen to Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts. I love Disgraceland. Jason loves Disgraceland. What is Disgraceland? Well, it's an award-winning podcast that blends music, pop culture, and true crime with a deeply researched storytelling and cinematic sound design. Okay, Jake Brennan is a genius, and he's talking about everyone from Jerry Lee Lewis to the Wu-Tang Clan, all right? I mean, we're talking about ACDC to Cardi B, and Disgraceland is expanding to include stories from beyond the world of music. We're talking about Anthony Bourdain, Kobe Bryant, Steve McQueen, Andy Warhol, Heath Ledger, This is a must-listen show. I love it so much. If you want to listen to full episodes of Disgraceland, they're released every Tuesday with bonus after-party episodes released every Thursday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or DisgracelandPod.com. Here's a joke that made me laugh out loud like that's a good joke. Here's the thing. There are beats in this movie that are funny. That are genuinely funny. Ooh. And something that I was surprised I'd never seen before was a police officer commandeering a hearse. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Leading leading a funeral procession in a high-speed chase. Okay, so that was funny. But then, you know, they get into a, but that's a, Johnny gets into a car right? accident. Is it? Don't they do that in Johnny Dangerously? Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. They might have. Okay. I've forgotten yeah. quite a bit of that. Movie. But that was anyway, very funny. Yes. Except for you, you Fargan ice holes, which I used <laughs> to say all the time. Um, but um, uh, so they 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 get in an accident. The the ca- casket flies out of the back. The corpse gets on the ground, and Anthony Michael Hall goes away and does some bit of business. He comes back to the car, and there's just a man saying, "Help me! Help me! We can save this guy!" And he's giving CPR to a course that really made me laugh that made me laugh so hard i was like oh this guy thinks he's saving someone's life who's been in a car accident and anthony michael hall just looks at him and points at the casket and is like hey i was like that's a good joke that's solid like that made me laugh there Um, was one thing that made me laugh too though now i can't remember it (laughs) (laughs) what made me laugh and i know it's not it wasn't it was maybe a, a scene that was supposed to be a little bit heavier um, I love when you finally reveal that Jerry Orbach is the bad guy and he shoots uh, the bad guy with the gun from across the way. Immediately as he shoots, he takes out a little small manila envelope, puts the gun in and wraps it up and puts it away. Like, I just love like the... <laughs> Like, just like, oh, yeah, keep this little manila envelope here. Like, they're like I'm going to just do it all now. I don't want to go home and do the evidence. I'll just log it. Right. It's just <laughs> pulling a little manila envelope out and, and, <laughs> and doing the evidence right there really made me laugh. And again... Jerry Orbach sells that insane moment. Oh, yeah. There's, the movie it makes no sense. There's so much confusing logic to it and everything. But because I think Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Jerry Orbach and, frankly, the, the woman playing Sam and the man playing the bad cop guy, yeah. um, they are also, all of them, all of the human actors are giving this movie so much more of a chance because they're good actors. Yes. You know, um, otherwise, because when I put, I'll be honest, when I put this on, I was like, this is going to be in, this is going to be awful. This is going to be so awful to watch. 
And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't good, but it was like, they were good. They, they did a lot of good work for me to be able to watch a gnome named Norm. Well, I'm like, gonna, what I'm the gonna, fuck? I'm going to add a new thing to our How Did This Get Made list of how do we know we're watching a bad movie. And I'm going to say, if you put in Lowrider, the song Lowrider, you might be watching a bad movie. And I just did a little brief thing of like when it has played in movies. And these Is are the movies. Is this your, um, you might be a redneck? You if. might. Yeah. It's like, it's all like gone in 60 seconds. Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, it has been in uh, <laughs> Love Potion number nine, A Gnome Named Norm. Uh, there is also wow. the internship, the odd life of Timothy Green, which you like, Jason. Uh, Beverly Hills Made Chihuahua one. <laughs> Robots, the animated film Robots. Uh, yeah. So like, but when he walks around with that low rider, like, I feel like that was, uh, that was a little, uh, oh yeah, yeah, a little whatever. I think you're giving this movie a lot of credit, Jason. I did not feel that way. I did appreciate all the work the actors put in. I thought they all did their job. And I also thought they could not, um, save what was happening, unfortunately. And this, sure. this to me was a wild ride. I couldn't understand half of what the fuck was going on. And I really didn't understand. I it. really just simply didn't understand it. And, um, and for I that felt reason, like there was a lot of out. missed opportunities of like, we have a, we have a gnome folks who <laughs> talks, <laughs> you know, and instead the funnier version is, have them solve a gnome case or go in the underworld or do something else. Like it, it, there's no, there's I mean, no I, like collaboration ultimately. Well, it could also have been like E.T. It could also have been like E.T. where when people see the norm, uh, see norm, <laughs> they are like, whoa, what the fuck? Exactly. And we got to like, get, we have to get people involved in this. The rules like, that like, are set up are so strange. And, and then, and then like the parameters that the movie sets up, you can't like there's no fun to be had because nobody is acknowledging the fact that this gnome is speaking and is yeah. a gnome. No, no one has any city. reaction. Right. Um, and so it's just like it's just like I'm deposited into that that world that I don't understand. And I found this movie to be pretty joyless and very difficult <laughs> to watch. I had to take many breaks and just like go in the other room and breathe. You did. You did. It. We stopped it. We, for, <laughs> I did. For, I was like, Paul, pause. I'm just going to put on lotion and you did, for and about yeah, you 15 did. minutes and you then did. I'll come and back. I just sat in that bed waiting for you to come back and then watch another 15 minute chunk of an hour and 20 minute movie. Oh, guys, that, I was going to say like, I was so grateful it was only 120 minutes because I was like, I can so power grateful. through this. I couldn't even power through it. I was just like finding ways to escape. I was like, I got to go water the tree. I got to go do a few things and then I'll be back. It was really difficult for me. I will say this much. Uh, obviously, we had opinions about this movie, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It's now time for second opinions. The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Maybe that art is subjective. I need a second opinion. Thank you, John Lejoie. Um, there are not many reviews for this movie. There's only 12 total reviews uh, on Amazon. So I will read you um, this one very uh, passionate one and one that's just a little bit too much information. This first one is written by Gypsy and it is titled Excellent Family Favorite. Just purchased multiple copies 
<laughs> as our original was lost in a house fire. Won't write a movie review, oh. but for those who love to laugh and believe, it's one you can't miss. Nope, it's not. Gnot. All right. Oh. And now this is the one that I want to get into because oftentimes when they have really shitty movies like this, you have like funny five-star reviews. I believe that this one is real. This is from Queen Cleobertha. And um, it goes on to be like this. This film is just about the cutest thing I've ever seen. I remember seeing it years ago and loving Anthony Michael Hall's performance. If you love him now in the sci-fi drama series The Dead Zone, or you loved him in his role as Whitey Ford in 61, or you were blown away by his performance in Exit in Red, now is the time for you to see a true dramatic talent be completely goofy. This man has mastered comedy just as much as drama. If you love his jazz club scene in Weird Science or the scene from Sixteen Candles where he had the prom queen drunk on the backseat of the car, then you will love this movie. Michael Hall gets better with age. His performance in this film is delightful. The gnome is so adorable. And believe it or not, the two make great co-stars. I mean, yes, it's not a classic like Weird Science or Breakfast Club or Sixteen Candles, but it's a great film to see. And Anthony Michael Hall makes that transition from child actor to leading man. This is that in-between film where he is evolving as an actor and coming into his craft. Plus, you can't help but love a comedy like this. Yes, this movie didn't win any awards, but as corny as it might sound, it will win your heart corny cheesy thing to be said i know but i love this film and norm is just about the cutest thing i've ever seen next to anthony michael hall that is winky <laughs> emoji five stars Whoa. anthony michael hall and a gnome boom wow so there you go so some passion from some a uh, hm fans so this person this person was like into sexually into both Anthony Michael Hall and Norm. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do another film together. Not a cop film, just you know, kind of like. You well, know. you know, in the beginning, in the title sequence, uh, a gnome named Norm is given his own title, his own credit. So it's it, the the actors listed are Anthony Michael Hall and Norm the gnome. <laughs> and wow, so I they thought don't to myself, the voice actor. They cre- well. they credit the puppet. They credit the and I was like, has he worked in? Since I mean, this does movie? Kermit get credits? I think Kermit might get a credit, so maybe it works. I, oh, that's I, I don't know. I mean, he's not a real person, so the person should get the credit. But the twelve uh, puppeteers definitely got a lot of credit. Um, guys, I think we covered everything yeah. that is to be covered about this film. Um, so I will just say now it is January. We're in the new year. New things are happening. Uh, anything you want to tell people about? I'm happy to be in 2021. And um, yeah, as always, uh, our How This Can Be listeners can uh, check out the Jane Club at janeclub.com and use our special code, InsiderJaneFF, for $10 off your first month. Great. Jason, anything from you? Um, I mean, it's been out for a little while now, but the new season of Big Mouth just uh, premiered oh, yeah. on Netflix. Four. Um, really funny. Great couple season. Of, you know, I don't know, some some weeks ago uh, in mid-December. So check that out if you haven't checked that out. Um, and by now we've finished uh, The Mandalorian, which I can't express to people how much I am oh, enjoying watching this season it of so the show. Much. It is exceptional television. When Bo-Katan, when Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan said 
to uh, the Mandalorian uh, uh, Dinjarin. There you will find Ahsoka Tano. Uh, I burst into tears and could not stop crying. And then for the entirety of episode five, I cried throughout incredible television. Ezra Bridger is coming. Absolutely. Uh, for, Absolutely. For people, uh, uh, for people out there, uh, I did a documentary for Disney Plus. It's right now available. It's going to be available for a long forever. It's on Disney Plus. It's uh, Marvel 616. My episode's called Lost and Found. And it's, it's great. About, I watched uh, it. Thanks. It's terrific. Oh, thanks so much. And uh, it's about reviving brute force. And I did a movie that's a really weird, fun um, movie called uh, Arch Enemy with Joe Manganiello. Uh, it's kind of the idea, like, what if Superman punctured his own universe, fell to Earth? He's now here on Earth as a homeless man, uh, and he, but he's a superhero, and he's just—it's uh, a drama, it's an action film, it's really cool. And it's on VOD, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer, who made an awesome film with uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger called Daniel Isn't Real, like Fight Club meets. Drop Dead Fred, as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's worth a watch. It's definitely cool. And Arch Enemy is fun as well. All right. Did you ask him if he was Team Fred or Team Sanity? You know, we never actually talked about it. We should, because he was talking to me about... I just, I don't like to open up that door because if he answers wrong, I'm, I'm, I will lose You're respect out. from immediately. Yeah, I'm wow. out. And for that reason, I'm out. Um, a big thank you to uh, Avril Halley for finding this film on Amazon Prime, Plumbing the Depths, as always. Our amazing producer, Cody. Our uh, brilliant sound engineer, Devin. Our MVP behind the scenes. Give me all the information, as always. Molly Reynolds. Uh, our amazing team of researchers, but number one researcher, Nate Kiley. Uh, our great uh, designers who make all of our great art which is zach mcalise and also kyle waldron uh thank you guys so much make sure if you have any questions about gnome name norm you can call me at 619 p-a-u-l-a-s-k that's 619 paul ask we could talk about your own life if you want talk about your problems we could also talk about uh, a gnome named norm on our mini episode so that is it for this episode remember to rate and review this podcast it really helps us with our numbers and things like that we never tell you to do it and check out the brand new stitcher premium where you can hear brand new episodes and old episodes of how did this get made completely commercial free the app is awesome now uh, and you got to go check it out and you can use the offer code bonkers as always to get uh, one month free. That is all I got to say. Thank you to July Diaz who listens through. Make sure this thing is perfect. Uh, he really is the silent MVP of the entire show. Uh, so thank you everybody. And we will see you next week on a mini episode where we will discuss a gnome named Norm and Jason and I will get into some more stuff and uh, we appreciate you. Bye for now. <laughs>